Hey there. Thanks for checking out this episode of H&M Live. Your support is always greatly appreciated as I'm always striving to provide content that enlightens, entertains, and educates. Look, I've just enabled supporter functionality on the podcast, so click the link in the show description and any support that you provide will be greatly appreciated. Be well. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I've been trying my best not to think about you, but you're stuck in my mind. I've been hypnotized by you. Yeah. All the suffering and pain got me feeling so blue. Cause when it was us, I was never enough. Girl, you got me thinking I was messed up. Pushing me down instead of pulling me up So tell me what I'm supposed to do just to be alright Girl, you got me thinking I was messed up, messed up, Sunday afternoon, team no sleep. Uh, Montel, how you doing, brother? Sir. Man, let me tell you something. The intro hit a little bit harder. I, I got some new new earphones. <laughs> <laughs> that, that intro hits up a lot better now. Man, I, I, man you, you, you're, getting all those, 
You getting all them sponsors, man. They taking care of you, man. They making sure you sound good, sound good, look good. Well, we we trying to do some things. We trying to do some things. Speaking of sponsors, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the to the channel. Since you gonna throw it out there, I'll put I'll put it on the screen, right? Make sure that people subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that link so you can always know when we go live. But uh, brother, man, you living? You doing all right though? You doing all right? Man, blessed as usual, man. Ten toes down and six foot above. I'm always good. You need to put that on the T-shirt. God, jog it. I'm going <laughs> to put that on, on the T-shirt, man. We got hey, some man. We coming in. Yeah. We there. How about it. yourself? How you doing? Doing the same, brother. Do, doing the same. You, you know, it's uh, it's, it's Sunday, a little, little housework, work, working in the in, in the garage and, and um, trying to get ready for the for the, for the show. Um, didn't do a good job because... Look, it's been two and a half weeks, but about two weeks, right, since we, we actually came mm-hmm. online and did our show. A lot of things have transpired in the sports world, um, but don't want to talk about old stuff. Want to always keep it current, keep it relevant. You know, we got a couple of good stories that, that popped out uh, this past mm-hmm. seven days, but I'm going I'm to throw it out there to the audience as well right if they've got some 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 stories that they'd like to talk about from the sports perspective and remember we're talking about the social impact of sports for folks that are watching as well so it's not just the, the scores it's not just the uh who's winning who's losing that kind of thing but how sports affects society at all so uh shouts out to i see mom there i see mr robert lee over there subscribing appreciate you brother appreciate you tell everybody to subscribe we're we trying to get some of that yahoo i mean oh i said yahoo some of that Google money. <laughs> it shows you how, how off I am right now, right? I said some of that Yahoo AOL money. Oh my gosh! It, it's all good, man. I think I think we're in a, in a in a in a situation in sports right now with the COVID starting to. It looks like we're turning the corner, hopefully, yeah, yeah. and starting to try to come back to normal. But I mean, no, we don't. What's the new norm? Even know what that's going to be like, and you know, in sports, so we see that with COVID, sports impacts our lives. A lot more than people realize that uh, it's kind of they're very indicative of our of our economy and our livelihood. True, true. I mean, so California started to try to open up a little bit. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of other states are doing the same thing. More and more folks are getting uh, getting a shot. More and more folks have both shots. Um, so some of those types of limitations are are relaxing a little bit. I'm I'm not sure. I'm too pleased with what's happening in. Uh, Mississippi and Texas, you know, just completely opening up, just full kimono and those kinds of things. Mm. I think there's going to be some ramifications to that. But, yeah, you know, small percentage of folks can start going to games now, indoor games. Small percentage of folks can actually start uh, attending uh, entertainment events and those those types of things. So, again, I think by summertime, uh, we, we will be at a, at a decent point to where, you know, you, you and I can go sit at Kings game maybe and, uh, and, and, and have <laughs> See our something, cowbells yeah. in hands, right? You know, and, and <laughs> I, 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 I truly believe, man, like you said, I mean, like, you know, even the high school aspect, they're starting to open back, they opened up high school athletics again. Uh, even some kids competed in football this past weekend, which is okay. great. Um, I don't know, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I'm not necessarily sure if I agree with it or not because of this, this time. We're kind of turning towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, do we really have from it? You know, um, you know. I think we have a lot of a good risk of injury because kids haven't had a chance to prepare. Or haven't been preparing all year because they haven't been able to have access to the facilities to prepare. So, with those being said, I mean, this is kind of going to be kind of a trial and error, I believe, 
throughout all realms of sports from from little league all the way up to professionals yeah that's, um, a, that's an interesting point you bring up though right because we as the fans right yeah we, we all we care about getting in there having our hot dog watching someone uh score a touchdown someone make the layup whatever but from the athlete's perspective only the ones that are truly disciplined have been actually putting in the work during mm-hmm. this i'm not gonna call it off season but during this time when they haven't been in OTAs, right? Well, yep. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure they call it OTAs for every every sport, but but you know, you know, what I'm saying organized team yep. activities. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be more more cause for for injury. There's going to be more folks mm-hmm. that are a little sluggish, a little slower getting off the line, whatever the case may be. So you work with a lot of youth, yeah, and I, I think what high school. So talk yeah. to us about that. Yeah, I think I just think what a lot of kids, are there, I believe, like you said, you're going to have the ones that are more disciplined and be able to work out and be able to have opportunity. Uh, private schools were having the opportunity to still work out and be able to attend school because they kind of didn't fit into the same jurisdiction as public schools. Mm. But public school kids really didn't have access unless they had either weights at home or opportunity to go somewhere and work out. They didn't have that. So now they're asking all of them to compete at the same time. Well, that's kind of an unfair advantage to, to like I said, the people that were in the private schools and had, you know, opportunities to work out and do all the, and be self-disciplined. Yeah. Believe yeah, week one, everybody's excited. Everybody's gung-ho. Kids are fired up. But I, I think week two, four, to see injuries kind of probably prosper up. I think you'll see kids get fatigued and tired. And I think you'll see a rate of a, a lot of high collisions with the kids that were in shape, with the kids that are not in shape. I mean, football is a sport you need at least about a month, a month and a half to really get yourself in some decent shape to get ready to, you know, go compete at a high level. Yeah. Um, and as you get tired and as you get tired, as you know, fundamentals start to start to go away. Yeah. Um, and football is a sport. Like I said, it's a collision sport. It's not like baseball. You know, you get tired, you just start striking out. You, you, you know, it's very rare to get hit with the ball. Yeah. Um, basketball, if you get tired, you know, you could take a break and go you sit on the sideline. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you get tired and you're standing there, somebody hits you and collides you. It could be a lot of ramifications. Not, and I'm not wishing injury. Anyway, I'm, I'm hoping all the kids, you know, definitely protect themselves and play. But that is the reality of it. I mean, and the people are not looking at that part. I think they just so go hungry. They want kids to get out there and just play. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you know, there's a price when you just play. You know, prepare and play is different, but there's a price when you just want to get them out there and play. That's true. Um, so I don't know. I'm not sure um, how it all going how it's all going to work out. I hope it works out for the best for everyone. I'm happy for the class of 2022. They'll be able to get filmed to coaches. Better get a baseline. Yeah, so they can hopefully get recruited, and, and I feel sorry for the class of 2021 because, unfortunately, at least in the football aspect, the recruiting process is pretty much almost you know all the way over 99 percent over. So the the guys that don't have an opportunity, um, I don't know if that, there'll be new opportunities opening up for them at all. Wow, and and that's huge, right? Because again, you, you think about it, that's that 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 real that I, I used to work with max preps, mm-hmm. right? So I, I'm sure you probably mm-hmm. are familiar with them too, right? Yeah. That, that highlight tape, that's something that you can send to a scout, send to a school more, more than likely you came into your own as an athlete, junior and senior year. And, and man, mm-hmm. to not be able to have those moments to where you can maybe write a little bit more of a full scholarship, you know, full scholarship versus a partial scholarship type of type of a ticket, uh, yeah. this school that you really wanted to go to versus another school. I mean, those, those are the real ramifications. And then those start translating further down the road for families into real dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. Because again, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the yeah, options yeah. and the opportunities are starting to be limited. And 
that's the domino effect of what what has happened because of COVID and goes with lockdown and because people have been able to play and, and do all the other things that are associated with it. So Well, we, we, we also got to be real with ourselves in the recruiting prospect. You get recruited off your junior film. I mean, that's mainly what you get recruited off. Senior film is to solidify what you did your junior season, you know, to make sure you are that guy and that you are progressing the way they look at you for them to offer you. So 2021 did get junior film in. Now, if you now, but there's you know we always know there's those there's, there's a there's a layer of kids that needed that senior f- film to prove that they were prospering and getting good in order for guys to be able to come in and recruit them. Yeah. You know, um, the recruiting process is completely different. And then now, on top of our class of 2001, and I'll speak California specific, the class of 2021 for football in California is really you know they're they're they just were the sacrifice lambs. They're not going to get recruited like they were because. Now that we're so late in the process right now, coaches are going to go into the portal. They're not going to come get high school kids. They didn't leave dollars over from the recruiting deadlines for high school kids. They left those money dollars over for guys that were either transferring out of JC or now the big thing is the transfer portal is where they're going to get a lot of kids. So with that being said, if you're a high school prospect athlete still looking to get into, especially if you're looking for Division One, that's almost none. That's not existing. Their, their, their dollars is pretty much all locked up. Far, you know, maybe maybe one or two, and, and that's out of one or two out of a hundred some odd schools. Maybe have something, but very far and few in between. So, um, people have to really look at. It. I think junior college is going to be something that's going to be a valuable aspect for a lot of kids. I think prep school is going to be a valuable aspect for kids, and though hopefully it prevents a log jam. But I just see at some point it's going to be a log jam of talent somewhere trying to get into college, and it's going to be so much of a supply and not enough demand. That's, that's you know that's unfortunate. That's, that's just that's economics, right? There, there again, yeah. you, got, you got all these athletes that were sitting on the side, ready to go. But you, mm. you mentioned something interesting as well, right? Because uh, I think it's a good thing what you mentioned about JCs, right? That that, mm. that could be a place for some of these athletes who probably weren't going to be uh, on on the starting lineup out there on the field every single time, or maybe even if they were, right? Just another option that, mm. that, that I'm sure if all of the athletes are, are considering, I mean, viable opportunity for yeah. great education. Heck, I went to JC for, for my first two years and, and loved it. Mm. But, uh, I, and I, I, I believe, I believe JC is, is that me- that's what that mechanism is there for. Yeah. It's for kids that didn't, that needed a situation to be able to still go to school and play and be able to be able to compete at a high level and be able to transcend, transcend that over to, you know, for a university. Now, the biggest problem I've, I've always had with junior colleges is that I don't think sometimes the best interest of the athlete. They have the best interest for the team being prosperous, but not the athlete. And what I mean by that, they're not checking on them religiously to make sure they're taking the correct classes to transfer okay. over. Okay. Uh, they're not doing all those. They're not doing all those things to make sure they, they these kids are academically sound to transfer over because it's not just completing your AA. You have to have 60 transferable units. Let's yeah. to begin. Sixty yeah. transferable <laughs> u- units, yeah. not not an AA only gets you over. I used to think the same thing. If you graduate your AA, hey, you're free to go. That is not the case when it comes to athletics at these universities. You have to have sixty transferable units towards your degree in order to go over to a Division One program. If you're that, if you're that kind of athlete, the it's now that's trickled down to the Division Two area. You must have sixty transferable units in over to transfer over. It's not so so. I think people starting to get it. They get it confused. I'm gonna just go there and I'm gonna get my A and I'm gonna transfer. Over. No, no, not the case. Yeah, yeah there's no, so no, many. No F- around, right? you, know, you definitely got to get that get that education in while you're there. You can't just yeah, you got to be on your own point. Yeah, you got to be on point. So, um, and, and a lot and a lot of kids we know 
you know, JC is that mechanism there for kids that did have troubles in high school for them to get another opportunity, right? That's kind of the biggest premise. So now it's kind of became a funnel for kids to kind of athletes to kind of get through. Well, now that funnel, NCAA, NCAA has made it harder in that funnel to come through because let's be honest with you, they still provide themselves as an institution of education first, then athletics. They mm-hmm. don't want just the athletes. They want people, they want scholars. They want guys and people they know they have the aptitude they can able to handle it. And with that being said, hey man, I'm sorry. They they trying to they trying to weave us out. And what I mean by us, you know what I mean. Yeah, they trying yeah. to weave us out. Yeah. They don't want they, they they tired of having those kind of kids there. So they're making it tougher and tougher for us to get into school. Especially now that they've eliminated the, the standard I mean, they're pretty much gonna st- eliminate the standardized testing because it's been such a big fuss with that. Yeah. That J C route is gonna only get harder and harder to come. So I hope I know it's an opportunity for two thousand twenty one kids, but I'm just letting people know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough road, man. I mean, they they got dealt the wrong hand for 2022 with this COVID stuff, unfortunately. Athletic wise, athletically, yeah, athletic yeah. wise. And, and and I'm trying to think, you know, just just to be devil's advocate and trying trying to think, you know, what's a way of getting that addressed, right? So so, so yeah, we yeah we talk about it here, but who, how do we level that playing field? How do you know, to use that analogy? Uh, but but you know how, how do we correct that? Uh, that, that, that I I mean, look, I think well, let's let's, let's kind of even uh, digress a little bit. The state of Kentucky's addressed it already. The state of Kentucky is giving all their seniors another year back. Okay. Now, how does that work? I don't know because if you give all those seniors a year back, what happens to the juniors that are now becoming seniors? So now that's log jam with guys that they thought their opportunity was going to come, but now they're not going to play because that. Senior decides to stay mm-hmm. back, so mm-hmm. I think they're gonna have a whole mess of issues in their hand. Man. How does this whole thing be resolved? Um, I don't think it really can. I mean, to be honest with you, I think we're just you just there's got to be somebody you know, like there's got to be somebody that's gonna be a sacrifice. There has to be a sacrifice in t- any any agenda or anything. There's something that's gonna be sacrificed. I think, unfortunately, the class of 2021 in California has been sacrificed. I got you. Okay, but because, mm-hmm. because Georgia, Texas, Louisiana, Florida, they all played, so those kids got to got a fair opportunity to get their name out. Um, ours, the 2021 class, ours, we don't. But also, California has a, pl- a plenty of junior colleges. We're this, we're the state that has a, a, a bunch of junior colleges, yeah. not just in your area, but quality throughout the whole too. state. So, I, I, yeah, I, yeah I, believe, I believe their aspect and their vision was like, hey, even though they were sacrificed, these kids can still go to junior college. Then figure out we can go recruit them a year after that. Is that fair or not? No, it's fair. It's not at all. But that's the opportunity and the options that they they I, I think they felt so let them go ahead and do that. The, the the cream will rise to the top and we'll just pluck those guys from after they have to do one or two years at ju- a junior college. Man. So and even though it's not fair, it's still an option. You know what I mean? Is 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 it is what it is at this particular point. Um but the the, the game going on high school it's a really benefit for the class of 2022 and 23 those guys are better get a four or five games of film out there they'll better get it out to coaches and start to build those relationships and hopefully things kind of work out work its way out yeah and everything can kind of get back to normal i'm sure that's gonna happen and 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 for more of the majority than than, i think more 
more kids, more athletes are going, are going to have some type. They're just going to get creative, right? They're just going yeah. to have to figure out a way of just getting out there hustling, getting out to the playground or something and, and running mm-hmm. routes by themselves or running routes, mm-hmm. just just showing that they got some skills, showing that they, they just, just got to yep. get out there and do it. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's all going to – time will tell. And, and, again, more folks getting a shot in their arm, then, then, then we'll, we'll get back to somewhat sense of a normalcy. Uh, uh Next story we want to talk about, we, are, we were kind of already talking about football. I'll go back to that in a minute. But we need to give a little shout-out to man that we lost. We lost marvelous Marvin Hagler yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, I think it was, right? Uh, boxing yeah. legend, yeah. man at 66 years old. Young man, you know, young man. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, uh, um, legend. Legend in his profession. Bad man. Uh, people in our generation. People in our generation loved him, appreciated what he stood yeah. for, I believe, because he was kind of that no-nonsense boxer, yeah. uh, uh, guy that kind of stood his ground, um, was fierce, um, did the greatest three-round fight ever between him and Tommy Hearns. Him and Tommy Hearns, yeah. That-, <laughs> that, that, that was three rounds. was the best three rounds we've ever probably seen in boxing ever. Yeah. Three three gladiators going at it. Um, yeah. um, and then he, he fought Sugar Ray. He didn't duck anybody. Foster Gray on a split decision, and then he retired. But I think more so, marvelous Marvin Hagler, um, his background, where he came from, coming from a single family, being homeless, um, living, you know, taking care of his family, doing the things that he did, and to be able to become and rise in those trying times to become the middleweight champion and sustain it for so long, that just shows you a test how great of a fighter that he was, and probably wasn't. So, um, salute to him. You know, mm-hmm. prayers for his family through his strength. And I mean, if anybody's never seen Marvis, Marvin and Marvis Hagler fight, I, I suggest you YouTube him. Man, you need, um, you need to YouTube that man. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a bad. He's a, he, you know before you guys. I mean, I know there's there's boxing is not what it used to be like back then, but back then, you know, there was a guy, a lot of guys, and you couldn't duck none of them because it was only one championship to go championships to go through. Yeah, uh, and I like to have fifteen now. Uh, um, but I'm fought. He fought every in his. The he wanted him to fight, um, and he was just a great guy. I mean, that whole era of boxing was, um, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, like you said, that was the, the Sugar Ray time. That was the Tommy Hearns time. That was um, yeah. Aguilar, Aaron Pryor, obviously. Boom Boom Mancini, uh, boom, boom, Hector Mancini. Camacho. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 man. Boom Boom Mancini. <laughs> Macho Man Camacho. We had uh, uh, Wilfred Benitez. We had... Coming up, even the guys that were coming up were the Mark Braylons, the Cesar Chavez's, yeah. uh, Roberto Durans. We had everybody Roberto in that Durant, era that yes. was boxing that was great. That's a bad dog too. That's yeah. a bad man too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that the whole sport seemed to change after that generation, right? You know, after that class, right? Then, you, then, then we got into the Tyson. You know, him, him out here, him out there biting people's faces yeah. off. You know, that, was, <laughs> that was a whole different thing. But these guys, well, I, I think money came into the division, the, the different division of belts because remember yeah. we ran into Roy Jones Jr. had yeah. no one to fight. As great as he was, he had no one to fight to the end of his career. Yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, what's his name? Executioner. I uh, forgot his name. Breland. Uh, not not his name. Uh, Bernard Hopkins had no oh, one to fight. Yep, yep. Had no one to fight for his era. So I think we ran from that era to where everyone was fighting each other to an era where there was pretty much those guys just dominated the champions strong for so long that everybody then went to the heavyweight division when Mike Titan, Holyfield, and Lennox Lewis, mm-hmm. and all them, and we forgot about the the great lower legend, level, uh, lower level divisions of boxing, and then now it's just it's so segmented off, man. You don't know who 
what belt who's fighting for what yeah. and who's where and, and what divisions there multiple belts and, and yeah getting into <laughs> mma while they're boxing wait a minute come on brother you can't, yeah. do, you can't do both sports <laughs> at the same time God, so. you know so but so it's, 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 it's a it's a money thing now you know it's just a money thing now oh, man oh. If, I, I hate to say it but if don king was rolling right now man he'd be the richest dude in the world man he he <laughs> He'd have, he'd have plucked these young, these young cats crazy, man. Um, with, with his crazy hair, just standing back there grinning because he know every yeah. time someone throws a punch, he cashing checks, right? Every cashing checks, man. man. Uh, hey, I mean, he, he's like the Suge Knight of boxing, right? We don't know what we would have deal without him. You know what I'm saying? He, he brought boxing every, to him. Everyone thing. knows, you know, he, he didn't step foot in the ring and throw near punch, but everyone knows yep. who Don King was. Why? Because of his crazy yep. hair, or or hearing him when he did get on the microphone and do some promoting, but uh, that that yeah. was a that was a fun era. Yeah, they're out there knocking each other's heads all practically, but that was a fun era of, like you said, gladiators going out there and doing doing their thing. So, um, yeah, my, yeah. Shout my, out to Marvin, man. though, man. Rest in peace, my man. Rest definitely, in peace. Definitely. Uh, let's go back a little bit to football. Some news today. Uh, your boy Drew mm-hmm. Brees. You know, twenty years in the game, dominating, and and yeah, he only won one mm-hmm. Super Bowl, but dominating. Uh, he said he's going to retire, not coming back. Yep, that's uh, I I agree, I agree with it. I think it's a, the the perfect move for him yeah. uh, and his family. I believe that uh, him staying in New Orleans, he wasn't going to win the Super Bowl in New Orleans. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was, was going to say yeah, the last fifteen years yeah, in yeah. New Orleans, he did. He, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they just don't have the team right now, makeup right now, in the in the camp. Absolute issues that they're having, I believe. I don't think they were going to be able to add enough pieces for him to be able to compete. I think he was always going to be third fiddle to to Tampa Bay now and Green Bay in the in the, in, the, in the NFC to try to get there. And then you have the rise of the Rams and the rise of the Cardinals in Seattle. Those guys are kind of up on their heels, chomping yeah. on the bits. I think if he looks at the big pictures, like you know what, we're not going to be able to get there. Um, so maybe it's time for me, you know, to retire my legacy and go on. I think he's a true competitor. He's done everything he can do for the game. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's the, you know, he's proved everyone wrong. All the skeptics because of his size and yeah, all that. Little, little four feet tall. He shattered it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, you know, let's be honest with you. He don't want to suffer no broken ribs again like he did last really? year. You know, last year he was out. He, he, he was down. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to do all that. I think no more. And I think probably him and his wife and his family probably sat down. It's just like, hey, there's nothing more to prove. You know, maybe it's time to step away. And Drew's gonna be fine, man. I think him and his family do so much for the for the state of Louisiana and New Orleans as far as they donate and give money back philanthropy work they do um i think he'll be able to uh, um channel channel towards that and, and keep providing and giving back to people he only had one snafu when he made that you know that uh you know that politically incorrect remark yeah, about was, black lives matter about that because again we, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. About. yeah he, he had a little yeah. that was his blemish right yeah, there. Snafu, yeah, yeah he had his one blemish with that but i mean i think he, his body of work over time shows he's not he's not a racist guy man yeah. the guy's not yeah. he just made he just made a bad comment about you know the flag and all that stuff yeah. for black lives matter I think he was just. I think he was taken out of content by the reporter. Obviously, you know you and it's, under that kind of side. One thing wrong, they hold it against you. They try to hold it against you and persecute you. I think he's just a good. I think he's a good dude, man. All around, I mean, I had the pleasure of meeting him once at a camp. Okay, um, great dude. Um, very personable. Gives dap to everybody. Gives everybody high fives. Um, doesn't mind having a conversation with anybody. You could be the the you know the little little twelve year old that's on the field to the eighty year old man that's coming out there and. and in the wheelchair, so he, he he's always taking his time to say hi to everybody. So at least my experience is what I've seen, and what and what the things that I know of him in the circles of guys, people that I know, he's a, he's a good dude, man. And I wish wish him and his family the best 
on his retirement. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with you 100. You know, he's gonna be he's gonna be all right. He's a quality person. Yeah, he had you know just a little, a little snafu, like I say, a little little, little flutter yeah. there. But but again, look, look at the, the the quality of the man and the whole of the man as opposed mm. to one one instance. And again, man, you, you can't be in in New Orleans around raw all them folks. <laughs> and then have a problem because Kamara, all, all everybody's gonna come up on you if, if you if you phony and if you yeah. had a problem. So he he definitely and he checked himself pretty quick, right after after yeah. that happened. Mm-hmm. He said, oh man, y'all misheard me or I said something. I said the wrong, you know, pronoun. And, you know, forgive me. Yeah. And he, he owned it mm-hmm. and, and and moved on from that. Uh, yeah. Those four little kids. Yeah, you're right. He's he's got to retire now. Forty some. I think forty three years old. So. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot more things to do, and he's gonna spend some more time, I guess, with his family, like he was saying. But yeah, yeah, uh, and, 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 for, and we know we know money's not an issue with him. Like I said, oh, money's not an issue, oh, and it's not a problem. Then, then I think you know it's time to get on out and go enjoy some life. You know, enjoy his wife and his family, and yeah. his friends, and you know, you know, you, people don't realize, man, when you're in that in that in that sport and in that film, you miss those plays of your daughter in the elementary school. You miss those, you, you know, your son's first hit at bat. You miss. All those different, he's going to have opportunity to enjoy all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you, what do you think about uh, his possible replacements? Right, they got Taysom Hill, they got Jameis Winston. Either one of those two kind of spark your. And, you know, I, I know Coach Payton is looking at uh, you know Taysom Hill right now, but you know, so he's got Taysom Hill kind of at, at the top, but he says mm-hmm. I still love me some Jameis. So, so, so trying to keep them both lined up for for possible replacements. Uh, I, I don't know about Jameis though, man. I, I don't know. I, man, I'm worried, you know, I'm worried about Jameis. You know why? Because because James, I don't know if he's cleaned up his nutrition. Every time I see Jameis, he out there getting him a two piece or something. <laughs> you remember the whole thing where, where where he was at the at the at the at the chicken spot or something, and he man, or, or no, he's getting some crab legs, and there was just the whole country. He said some things. Yeah, too. yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I said. think. Well, you. But I mean, I think he got a slice of humble pie, though, man. I mean, you got signed. You got doesn't drop to the third. String yeah. now, now it now it shows you. Do you love this game and you really want to play it and take your craft seriously, or are you that kid that's you know you're just so talented that you're here for a paycheck and you're gonna ride the wave until we cut you on off? Yeah, and which there's both. Um, I think I think I think he'll be able to come in and compete, but I also believe that you know Drew retiring now realigns what they're gonna do in the draft. Now, yeah. do they go get a future? Try, they try to go get a future quarterback. Do you package up a trade deal to go up? And get something that you really want, that Sean Payton really wants. I think now it's going to open up some rent do as far as within draft, mm-hmm. open up what they want to do in free agency. Do they want to get a veteran? Um, the quarterbacks they have now, I don't know if they'll be the same going into the season. I'm not sure Payton, if uh, Sean Payton is in love with both, either one of them to be his franchise quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That, that's true because he's, yeah. um, he's definitely, Payton's definitely a, 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 by the rules, real, real stickler. And again, I, I just, Maybe he can. I don't. I don't. I don't want to pass judgment, but I don't, I don't know if Jameis is is is, is there. He, he's definitely gifted. He's definitely talented. He definitely can make the long throws. He definitely can move around a little bit in the pocket as well. But I just don't know if he is on that same level. You know, it's that same wavelength as someone like a mm-hmm. someone like like Drew Bees was. You know, twenty four hours a day thinking football. Yeah, I want to win. Every, they all want to win. Yeah. Professional athletes, no. But you know, you, you got to be wired a certain way to be. Um, at that next caliber, so I, I wish them Man. luck. I wish him luck as well. So you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he he's dialed it. You know, I think I think it's taking 
I mean, Cam Newton, the great Cam Newton, look, it's taken him this long just to be dialed in. I got to be dialed in in order to be successful in New England. I'm glad he got an, he got signed. He just he got, got resigned money. a couple he of days. Money. Yeah. He got resigned again. So I think he'll get another a shot too in New England and, and you and utilizing that system to be successful. But I think I don't I think people outside of football, especially outside of professional football, don't realize how how focused you got to be to be successful. Mm-hmm. And and you got you ask Jamie Anderson. Let's be honest with you. We're asking a kid that's 22 years old to say, "Hey, go take over the franchise and be super." Yeah, I don't want to be running into a lot of big money, right? He just ran into some some money. You know, you got you still. He got the friends. He want the hip hop chain. Yeah. He want the cars. Got he you, right? he's distracted. <laughs> he's he's real. He's more distracted than he is being focused on that craft of being football. I think there's there's that difference maker that people are looking at. Him. Uh, Mahomes, he came into the league same situation, but he was very Focus, he what it was, but also Mahomes comes from a little bit about a little bit of money. I believe I don't think his family was totally, totally in a, in a bad economic situation. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, and he's a very humble guy. He doesn't like a lot of things. You know, he true, true. He's, he's very, he's very, you know, he's very methodic. He, you know, he drives the same car. <laughs> you yeah, know, that's he's crazy. I heard about that. Yeah, that's yeah. The I didn't like Mahomes because I never make been yeah. spend some of this money, boy. God. <laughs> hey, he, he that, but see, that's not his focus. Um, yeah, I, but I mean, yeah. I you, you got to take you got to take your personality from each one. But I, I believe Jameson. Love the sport, and he really wants to be involved and get, get himself back to that elite level. I think he just got a slice of humble pie, and I think he'll come into camp competing hard. I hope so. I hope so. Speaking of money, yeah. uh, Dak got his money, so Dak Prescott got yes. his money. Jerry Jones went, went yeah. ahead and cut them checks to to the new, to the Cowboys uh, franchise quarterback. So we'll see how mm-hmm. America's team does. And I'm, I'm, I'm not rooting for him. I'm a Steelers fan. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, but you know what, man? I think they. I think and I, Jerry Jones gets a bad all the time but he paid Dak pay on this on this payment you know for what Dak has done for the last been been underpaid for the last four years and the fact that Dak's injuries let's remember the NBA didn't do that to Isaiah Thomas remember in Boston remember Isaiah got hurt he he Mm. brought them all the way he got hurt he was out and then they just cut him that's true you know I I think that I think Jerry Jones man showed a showed a, a lot of class by saying you know what I know he tried to he tried to wing him out and wait him out to make sure he dropped that price but he didn't so but i mean you Look know business man jerry yeah. jones won't actually cut a check yeah. cut a check for the man yeah i i i, I my challenge with the cowboys is I, I think there needs to be two people in. i don't I, I don't think jones needs to be running gm and needs to be owner i, I think he needs to one of these days cut them per, yeah another another analogy cut the purse strings right but he, he needs to let someone else step into that role of, of, of gm go ahead and be the owner of course yeah you 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 mm-hmm. bought it and you mm-hmm. it. It, it is your thing but someone else needs to be that man, intermediary you, you you playing with that man that's that man's I, play I toy that's I, that's I, his I play know. money you, you can't tell him what to do you can't tell him and mark cuban what to do with their play money they, I, they, I, <laughs> i'm messing with his money for his yachts i i, I know he, he don't he, he gonna listen to me he, he hadn't picked up my he hadn't returned my phone calls you know i'm trying to get but, but see to get jerry jones on the show he ain't returned but see I, I i say the same thing though does jerry need to be out of out of the, the loop but i mean let's be let's let's keep it real 1000 he he was in the loop when big three when they had the eight yeah. and uh, Michael Irvins, he was involved in. Yeah. No one had anything to say at that point because they, they was winning. Now they kind of went through this transition, and he's 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 more he's a little bit more out there because the team isn't winning as much. Is he doing the wrong thing? I don't think so. Because let's be honest with you, twenty nine other teams in the league hasn't figured the Da Vinci Code to win the Super Bowl either. Mm. So he, he he's not like any other, he's not different from anybody else. He's just the owner, and he's the one that's cutting the check. If I'm cutting millions and millions out of check, I want to know who I'm getting to. I want to be a little bit involved as well. 
just to see what's going on and be and be a little bit more hands on. Um, sometimes I think he does need to withdraw withdraw with some of his comments, but that's just my personal opinion. It's his team; he owns it. You know, he's the one cutting. Man, if you cutting a million dollar check, you should have a say. So, who you cutting a million dollar check to? That's the way I feel about it. That's straight business. <laughs> he said he, he hadn't, hadn't finished the Da Vinci Code yet, and yeah. as well, he got the money. Go ahead and cut them checks, dog. I ain't mad. Yeah, man, sure. Do do your thing, Jerry. I'm good with you. I'm all good with man, you. Buddy. If he want to send one of them checks this way, look, I'll give you the address, guy. Look at fourteen. Well, man, I endorse them for. <laughs> for real, for real. Um, basketball, NBA All Star yes, game sir. just happened. Um, did yep. you watch it? Yeah, I watched it, but wasn't I thought it was boring. I, I thought it was, was boring. One of the handful of folks that actually tuned in. I, I yeah, I kind of, you know, I had. I, don't know, I mean, I should say I watched it. It was on TV. And I watched it to watch Dame and Steph, Steph do their thing, you know, shoot shoot yeah. from half court consistently. Yeah. But, I mean, the rest of the game, man, I mean, I, the NBA needs to really go back to the old format of East versus West, not letting Team LeBron and Team Durant. Yeah. I think I think that's that's totally – that's just not good. I don't, I don't like the way that rolls. And then, number two, they should have been – took a stand and said – I know they, they got to get their money. There's no fans. You know, the, all those rich guys, they those extra couple of millions to do whatever. Yeah. I know they wanted to make some money off this and be able to provide that TV money so they, so they can have an All-Star game, so they can keep, continue that, that thing going on. But I believe they could have took a stance and did something else and said, no, we're not going to do it. Um, you know, it's not right for the pandemic. It's not for us. To, you know, we're not going to have fans there. Let's give these guys a break and finish out the season strong. And maybe they could have said, you know what, we'll push the All-Star game after the season. Mm. You know, we'll have it after the season instead of having it in the middle of the season like we normally do. Let's give them a week. We'll have it after the season. That way, the pandemic would have kind of cleared its way a little bit. You know, more people would have been vaccinated, more people would feel mm-hmm. comfortable. And then you can open up the stadium for people to come to see. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, could have seen it and said, hey, we'll do it after the season. We'll have all, we'll vote now, but it's gonna, the game's going to be after the NBA All-Star game. And the guys that don't want to participate, we'll just fill it in with other people. I think they could have been a little bit more creative in, in planning and doing that. I think that this was the one thing that the NBA rushed, and it looked like – it was rushed and it wasn't a good product yeah yeah you know normally silver you know commission silver does, does, does some decent things and, and he, he's definitely down for the players right he, he mm-hmm. really respects the uh the voice and the and the goals and you know the the external things that the players are doing and he listens to them but but i i agree with you right i mean the whole uh, just, I'm captain, you captain. Yeah, it's like the old playground days. I mean, not, 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 okay, but you know what? But when the score is, what was it, like 180 <laughs> for one side, yeah. 170, no one's yeah. really playing basketball. Everyone, like you said, is just shooting shooting slop. And and, yeah. and, and, and you there watching the, the Dame Leonard show and the, and the Steph Curry show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, and like I said, if they would have pushed it to the end of the season, the guys that got eliminated from the playoffs early, yeah, they probably would have wanted to participate. The championship guys probably said, no, we don't want to participate. Yeah. But what they should have done is, I think now you could, you could have made some, some, some twist on it. So better, the oh. when it's in first place, it's going to host all our, some more money, you know, the, the advantages to some more money. Uh, you know, put a little bit more, a little more flair to it, you know. Obviously, give back to the West, give back to the HBCUs. I thought that was a good, a good twist to it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they could have did a lot more. The the player, this is the first time Adam Silver's where the players are like, we don't really want to play unless we have to, and he actually made them do something they didn't really have to. 
Um, he actually that he was more on the owner's decision than he was on the player's decision at this time. And I get it, man. It's money. They, the NBA is losing millions and millions of dollars every day because there's no fans. True. You know, True. they're just, you know they're, they're they're living off the TV money right now. And the people that's people need to understand that they're not playing just to play. They're playing on TV because they got obligate. They have obligation to fulfill they, they, those contracts. They contracts. To play, yeah. Right. I mean, no one, no one's getting any concessions. No one's buying jerseys. No, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, all, that all, that, all that betting, people money's lost. Betting, yeah. But yeah, I mean, man, they, they got to do something to keep that, it viable. That money's being lost. So I believe, you know, that, that all-star game was like, let's try to make up that money and keep that contract going so we can at least get that money. Yeah. Cause that's free money on top of everything. Um, I believe now. I I do believe though. I would hope him and the players union would sit down with the owners and say, "Hey, we know this is a loss this year. Yeah, we understand that." And I've, I was collectively as the players, I'd have been like, "Look, we will all take maybe a three percent pay cut this year since we're not doing fans, and get that back in their pocket to kind of show, hey, a give and take." I know people don't agree with that or whatnot, but I believe. The, we're all under one roof, under, under one team at some point mm-hmm. because we got to keep this thing going on. Um, owners don't want to give no more extra money and players want to take everything they can. Yeah, yeah. I get it. That's part of the business. But let's give a little bit back to show some good faith. This is, hey, our product's going to be back to normal next year. Let's kind of make sure we still keep the social distancing. We do the things that's right. Let's keep our body because it was, it's was it been around for them to play again. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, God, God bless us. There's not been very many injuries in the NBA. But I mean, now they're playing this longer season and everything's kind of going. I would have, I would, I would have tried to have been just creative to try to have the environment kind of go around. So, I mean, I'm sure Adam Silverman and them guys will sit down at the end of the season and figure some some good things out. And but the NBA All Star Game, two thumbs down. That was that was whack this year. Just, just terrible. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> just, just not good at all. And you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Some, I'm sure someone liked it. Kind of reminded me when I when I uh, I turned in just for a minute. I said, "This remind me of the weekend at, at the Super Bowl." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you I, know, we won't mess with him though. We won't mess with him. Yeah, yeah, man. So it it is what it is. We go, we go. What we got next, brother man? What we got next on deck? I, I was just gonna talk a little bit about March Madness. You know, we we in the middle, right? It's oh March. yeah, yeah. The brackets came out. You man, know, uh, teams is trying to do their thing. Uh, well, LSU and Alabama got the got the jawing at each other. I think it was this morning, right before they kicked off. And so you know, the passions are running high. Uh, all these mm-hmm. teams may not make it, but you know, yeah, <laughs> that, 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 was, uh, that was a good rivalry to see, even before the tip off, right? LSU yeah. and Alabama <laughs> and get get the yapping at each other <laughs> i i believe man this year is gonna be interesting because i mean if you're a big basketball fan or college basketball fan i think this is probably one of the most inter- interesting years of of college basketball because we got teams in here man that are team basketball players we don't have that one superstar yeah. you know usually you had that one player that just just the most dominant player in college basketball and everybody's riding on him and he's gonna be that person or you have a, a collective fuel around the, around the way we don't have that no more it's team. It's actually team basketball that's winning. Gonzaga winning because they play a team basketball. Even uh, even when you have Oklahoma State and, and these other teams that are playing, it's more of a team. It's more of a team environment basketball now that is winning in college. So then that superstar individual. So yeah, so I wanted no to put this out. Why are you talking so. about that? Because that, that's crazy. So so check it out here. Uh, yeah, you know Gonzaga ranked one. Baylor, mm-hmm. Illinois. Why am I not on the stream? Yeah, hold on, but. Uh, yeah, check out these uh, th- this list right here while I while I fix while I'm not on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But look at that. Look at look at look at look at look at the, 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 the people that's there. Pay no attention to the man to the man behind the scenes doing some editing. 
Yeah, so I'm man, I'm all for it, man. Even uh, uh, you know, Jawan Howard in Michigan, you know the stuff that he's doing. And man, I'm gonna tell you right now, women's basketball tournament is gonna be interesting too. They got some quality hoop going on in the women's basketball as well as men's basketball this year. Um, yeah, and I don't know if people want to um, believe always, it or not. Always at the top. UConn's yeah. always gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. it's just gonna happen. I think you got UConn. So, I mean, South Carolina with Don Daly over there. Yeah. She's been. They've been good. Um, it's, it's going to be a lot of people upset. Of course, we used to seeing the 10 TV and all them, but I believe women's basketball is going to be just as exciting as the men's yeah. as far as the tournament is concerned. Yeah, this, this is the women's side right here. Let me know. Come on now, UCLA on this downward trend. Come on, they need, they need to get back up. I'm, I'm vested <laughs> in, in UCLA. Let me see how they're doing on the men's side. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, my God. Goodness. They've been more trend here. Yeah. Oh Lord, they're not even. They're in the top. 20, they're not even in the top twenty-five. Oh man, come on. What's nah, they're not in the top twenty-five. That's terrible. They should get in the tournament, though. They should be in the tournament. I hope so. Much money is so, I'm sending you. I mean, got, dog. they better they better figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think I think the tournament looks last year. I think people should be, you know uh, there's no clear cut favorite. Obviously, yeah. the dude. Duke's in the North Carolina. I think North Carolina got in. I'm not quite sure Duke got, but North Carolina definitely is probably going. No, Duke got, get didn't in. get in. But I, uh, yeah, there was there was uh, yeah, you know something something wrong in the Matrix this year, brother. <laughs> you know, Duke. Duke's yeah, man, they, they you know they didn't get it. So so Duke didn't get in, oh, and and that's crazy. Where we haven't had a Duke team in in, a, in this NCAA easy. tournament, and we got teams like we got North Fork State at HBCU this in a tournament My that people goodness. are going to be pulling for. Boy, we gonna be so like I mean, this going to be shows at, at halftime and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It should be. It should be. As far as basketball is concerned, though, I think it's it's going to be a pretty good tournament. I'm glad to see my man Patrick Ewing back in it with Georgetown. Yeah, yeah. They was last place. They was last place in the Big East, and they ended up winning the tournament, getting an automatic bid. Man, it, it, it doesn't get no better than that. Yeah. You, so you know, uh, I like stories around sports, and that that that's a good story. I, I I hope they just keep going. I hope they just go as far as they can go and, and keep. Yeah, keep I'm hoping. I'm, I'm I'm hoping they get to the final four, do something real miraculous, in the, in the yeah. team. I mean, he got them boys playing some really good ball. Right now, it's a it's a real good thing um, for them. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, look, look like we got some folks. Uh, Shouts out to the folks over there on on Twitch that are watching. Uh, you, you're sending some crazy comments, so I'm not going to put them on the screen. But definitely good to have our watch hours <laughs> up on over there on Twitch. So we appreciate you. Keep keep leaving comments. I'm not going to put them on the screen, but uh, we, we we feel we, we feel in the love. We feel in the love. <laughs> what you can this is do love, man. Love. No, no, no hate. Yeah, what you can do again, I'll throw that promo again. What you can do is go over there and go ahead and subscribe to your to your boy over there on YouTube. Uh, shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah, there you go. Hey, man, ain't nothing hey, wrong I, with I'm that. I'm just trying to get used to all these buttons and switches that I got right now. Like the mind is is moving at 100 miles an hour, trying to produce, try to try to get the little technology behind the scenes too. And man, I, I should just, just talk, right, and just, just worry about the content instead of all of the the – I don't know. Yeah. Trying to do too much. Trying, trying Absolutely. Your boy's trying oh, to do too much. You know, I want to give a big shout-out to Russell Dickens uh, uh, of Clemson. Okay. Um, he's an activist at Clemson. I, I don't know if too many people know about him, but he's a, he's a man, and him and his, his – uh, his, I don't know when – I want to his team has filed a lawsuit against Clemson for dropping the men's uh, cross-country. Uh, which I think was is, is phenomenal, and he's 
basically the lawsuit on six, uh, stating that, you know, that you can't cut programs when they're getting financially fund because he, they're racial motivated because you're cutting a team out that's predominantly African-American. Um, and I think, you know, that sport that they're trying to cut out and they're trying to do in Clemson, it makes up a, a good percentage of the African-Americans that are males that are on campus. So shout out to that man. I'm, I'm glad he's pursuing it, uh, taking it, taking this, this case all the way to federal. Um, the, the lawsuit's been filed against the state, which they, they, they try to hide this. They don't put this out in the, in the background, but they got their issues and problems over there as well um, going on. So I hope that man wins his class action suit. Um, something I'm really having my eye on because I believe if there's something that goes through this or something like that, I, I would hope to kind of piggyback off of that and have something where we can file something against the Division II programs in the state of California and even some private school programs that drop their football program that caters to the same exact about cutting the mechanism that attracts African-American males and makes up a big a percentage of African-American males on, on campus. Love it. Good Love deal. It. Good deal, man. Had to, had to give you the solo shot there, you know, while, while, while you was doing that. Oh, uh, man. No, 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 man. I mean, I just, I mean, we got we to gotta start addressing those things, man. We got to really start addressing those things because what well, we're preaching diversity and inclusion a lot, and it's the buzzwords around, but it just can't be buzzwords. It has to be acting. Um, there's no actors behind it. Uh, we're, we're in California. We're in one of the most diverse states in the world, you know, in the country, obviously. And we're one of the largest economies, just our state is one of the largest economies in the world. Mm-hmm. So our state funding and federal funding we get for these schools, it's, 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 it's isolating, or I should say it's, it's, it's cutting out mechanisms that attract black males to schools, gotcha. yep. you know, and that mechanism and mechanisms, is how it is what it is. Athletic attraction to these schools and you're cutting these programs for what reason when you're being funded. It was just a story in the L.A. Times. There's a surplus in the budget. So if there's a surplus in the budget, that means you're not overspending. You're yeah. spending right. Why are we not providing these 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 activities and these tools that attract these men to come to campus to also to become, you know, fluent, fluent people and getting the education. They'll be fluent people in our community. They're changing their their, their dynamics and they're changing their generation and will graduate because now they're able to date and our education system that much stronger mm-hmm. so why why has it been cut it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense and on the flip side for your athletic department football n- nine times out of ten is your biggest money maker out of yeah. all your athletics yeah, yeah so why would you cut the number one money maker out of your granted it does cost when you have to travel outside the state and all those things but though that's planning on your ad sport that's not from the sports sport that's plenty of 80s part. He could be smarter the way he does that budgeting. But if that's your number one moneymaker, why would you cut that out? Yeah. That that makes no sense. You're, you're cutting out the thing that generates. And my thing is, if that's your money, number one moneymaker and you cut that out, then it's more than just about making money in the athletics. It has to be something bigger than that. And to me, I hate to say it, but you're trying to cut out a dynamic of not attracting men of color to your campus. Wow. And I'm going to just keep it real. Yeah. That it, it, There's no other solution to it. You could talk about Title IX. You can talk around Title IX about offering non scholarship. So that eliminates the Title IX issue. You want to talk about travel. Okay, let's bring enough teams in the state of California where it's a bus league, so that eliminates the travel costs. Mm. Okay, you talk about uh, talk about their answer to it. Just saying we're gonna cut it because it's either too expensive or Title IX. Well, we just work around now. What is your excuse for not bringing it back? My your excuse is either you don't want to increase your enrollment or you don't want to increase your black Latino. Color enrollment, because if you 
that increases that in your school right off the bat. So I'm looking for answers just like everybody else. And I'm, this seems that no one has one for it, you know, and that, and that, and then the other issue, they say, well, startup costs, how much does it cost? Let's be honest with you. There's money in every school budget to do it without even having to transfer the cost over to students. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to get, if you're getting a hundred extra students, that means you're getting a hundred, you're getting more federal and state aid because you have a right. hundred additional tuition. students yeah. into your school. And I, I, top of whatever. And, you know, it's again, but devil's advocate, but, but I, I'm in agreement. But I, I just think, it, I wonder what the priority is. Right. And, what what the the underlying um, hesitation is, right? You you touched on some things, and and yeah, it's always there too, right? The 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 social mm. disparity is 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 always there. Yep. Uh, but you know that that's it's a trip though, because when when you think about it, sports more likely you you gonna have some you you gonna you gonna go you gonna go to get get some folks you know who who know how to run and, and know and know how know how to do these mm-hmm. things, right? You definitely want to get. Look again. I'm I'm just throwing that out there, right? And so, why why would you limit your ability to one make that money, right? Because that's what as an AD, as an athletic director, that's your primary focus is to have quality sporting, safe, uh, actively mm-hmm. attended. You know, all, all those good pronouns, all those good adjectives, things of that nature. So, why why would you limit your program by going by not going out for the uh, most effective, uh, highly skilled, highly trained? Uh, athletes that are within your region. I, 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 and, I know. So and again, I, I don't know. I'm going to take it for even the first other, me and you, James, we both work in the high tech industry. Our biggest dilemma in the high tech industry. They always say when they're, when they're looking for qualified applicants, there's not enough men of color, right. Qualified applicants just coming out of college. And your companies and your company's program, there's not enough applying. And I'm talking about men. I'm not talking about more so women. I'm talking. I'm, I'm going to segregate this to men of color. There's not enough men applying because they're not there. Well, if the ten former schools that used to have football had that, that's ten. That's a thousand men that are in college that now are at, are eligible to participate in those internship programs. That is a thousand men that are being educated or going to the route right to be completing their education to be able to become new college grads in your company. In five or six years, they are they are they are considered. Now, professional grad, professionals in the company, well, they can open up more doors. So it's not just them going to school and playing football. This is closing a generational gap within the workforce. This is closing a generational gap within our communities of disparity, because now when they go back to the communities, they're, they're actually affluent members of the community to be able to give back, open up doors, and be, be just mentors and role models to the young people that are coming up to now have them go to school. It gives those schools another avenue. It will bring their program, and in the midst of these kids being to have an attitude to stay in school and play a sport. So I'm not I'm, right now. The, when I have this discussion with other people and I talk about it, there is no argument because there's a there's a maneuver around each one to be able to have it apply. Now, if, like I was saying, they want to talk about startup money. Fine, you want to start a startup money? Let's start a government bond like they do for everything else, like they do for for, for professional football stadiums. Why can't we do? Do a government office to play college sports. Put it on the ballot, huh? If I, someone told me they, 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 someone said, you know what? Everyone that owns a house in the business, you got to pay an additional three dollars on your property tax, or three three dollars for the next twenty years to make sure we fund college sports within all of our state. That let them now would oppose our state would would oppose something like that. So they can't keep saying there's there's not money to be able to get. There's not avenues to raise money, and there's not ways to, to have to have this happen. It's now. 
to have options. So the pressure now in the 80s in the school administrators to be there like, hey, we need to make the decision we want to bring it back. Because at the end of the day, all of our young African-American men that do want to play and have sports that mechanism to attract them are now going out of state, except for the Division One elite. A lot of those are going to go to the NFL or whatnot, but that's not enough. Our state is billions and millions and millions of people. Yeah. That's only hundreds. If we add a Division Two, now we add more hundreds to be able to be competitive in our work in our job market. So, I'm, I'm it's a frustrating. Yeah, listen, and I don't understand why they're not. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I would love to. I would love to chop it up with, with with someone in legislature. I would love to chop it up with someone in administration at at any of these levels of uh, education as well uh, to to have that conversation. So. Man, let, I mean, I don't know if we can take the action item going out trying to find someone who, who who we can can you know bend their ear a little bit because now is the time. And, well, it's always been the time, but you know now now would be a great time was, to have yeah. that discussion since we got the platform going and and just really get an insider's view. Yeah, because we we can talk third person removed mm-hmm. all all we want to, and, and kind of yep. like you were saying, you're not getting the answers though, right? When, when we talk amongst our circles, yeah. do the Monday morning quarterback type of thing, man. But we, we, <laughs> we need to find someone inside who can actually pull yep. some of those right yeah. strings and actually have the conversation. So, um, yeah. and, and, I, and I will give a shout out to the, the Cal State Center. Mark had conversations with them. Okay, they are they are exploring exploring how they can bring it back. Um. We're still in the, the negotiate. I'm not. I shouldn't even say we're negotiating. We just brought it up and it sparked the idea with them to say, "Hey, this is a possibility." But I do want to give them the shot because at least they're open and listening a little bit here and there. But I mean, it needs to be a broader, our broader audience to be able to get, jump yeah. on board and be able to hear hear those types of things. But I mean, this kind of segment leads me into our next segment. Oh, Master P, Master P. What, what's that? What you talking about? Him and him and Barry have Davis? What you talking about? Reebok? What you want to talk about? No, no. They wanted to. He wants to start an HBCU. Oh yeah. That's true. That's true. That that's that's so, big time. That that's big remember time. remember remember when we discussed it offline. Yeah, wouldn't it be great for him to start an HBCU in the state yo. of California? Yo, next thing you, you know, know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if he heard heard mine through the waves, oh, whatever. But I mean, that. I'm sure he heard you. <laughs> but I I mean, I don't know. I don't know where he plans to start it. I don't know where he, what he plans to do or how he plans ground. But I mean, if anybody's listening and i hope well, i hope master master p if he's going to start at hbc i hope he starts it in the state of california because we could definitely use we we have such a rich history of of of, of, of historical black people in our in our in, in our state you know all the way from you know back in the day to the black panthers yeah. to you know everything that goes and we have such a rich history this will be a really an ideal place to have an hbcu um to be able to you know one learn from and, and be able to compete athletically and socially and economically and so on and so on on i'll that'll be a great thing so shout out to master p man for him for him doing this thing not not the greatest fan of his music but the brother's doing big things i gotta get i gotta give it to him yeah i'm, I'm over here looking to see he, he he's kind of keeping it close to the vest in terms of where or he hasn't got that figured out mm-hmm. where he's gonna do it or and does he just take one over kind, kind of thing right one, yeah an existing one but yeah, that's 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 big time right there, right? That's 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 putting that's big money time. Where, you, where your mouth is, and that's that's having real, that's having wealth money, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, that's changing. That's that's changing the game for real, man. Yeah. I mean, like we, we talked about it, man. You talked about it on offline before. How it would be so important to be able to have that have that in California, and be able to build that that build that kind of staple in that building ground here, yeah. because. Let's be honest, kids west of the Mississippi, we don't have we don't have the ability to have the experience of an HBCU. They're all down south, or they're all on the east coast. We don't have that ability to experience that. It would be great if Master P would bring that to the west coast, where kids from 
Washington, Idaho, you know, Oregon and California can all get an experience of an HBCU right here on our, on, on our very, on our ground and our soil over here as well to be able to, you know, teach all those dynamics, man. So I think, I hope he considers California or Nevada or somewhere on the West coast as a landing ground to have his HBCU mm-hmm. and be able to provide that plight, man. I think, I think that'll speak volumes, real, a lot of volumes. I, I, I don't think that he will, right? He, he's got he's got the right folks around him, right? That and mm-hmm. he's making some some really good business decisions, and and I think he can, he will see the, uh, the, the the historical significance, right, of, of doing something. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's already pretty pretty saturated on on like I say in, in the in the Midwest, Central and East. Bring some of that over here. Right, bring bring some of that to the left side. Bring some over really here, man. Bring, bring that that, man, that, whole, I'm that whole tidal wave of culture with it. So mm-hmm. I, again, I think he's got the right folks around him, and, and we'll see yeah. how that works out. We'll keep watching that story. Uh, yeah, Absolutely, yeah, man. That's a feel. That's a feel. Bring, bring uh, him to Northern California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope him. I mean, I, I mean, I really do. I hope him and LeBron and those. I hope he gets together with those guys, yeah. and then they figure out. We, we know the bricks and mortar is going to cost a lot of money. You know that that's hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. You know, granted they have it, but I mean that's also a big investment for somebody to put into anything. I'm hoping. I hoping they they're able to have a plan where they can have the bricks and mortar and have a, a nice sound campus somewhere in the state of California to be able to provide that experience because i believe if anyone that hasn't seen this or they haven't seen uh hbcu band man. or something you, like well, that you heard I me think say that about was... the step show right yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah not man. everyone probably understood what i was saying <laughs> yeah yeah i think those are experiences that our young our young people on the west coast should have an opportunity yeah. to choose yeah. the, to, to to be explored or not but i mean to have that choice where they don't have to you know leave their leave their family their, their family um support system to go way down south to leave their family support to go back east i think if we had something right here on yeah, the West Coast, man, I think it would just it was a huge difference um, in education wise um, and, and and so on and so on, man. I think Master P's doing he's doing the right thing, man. I mean, he's giving back in all the right ways as of right now. So shout out to that that cat and that his whole camp. They're doing it. The, they're doing it the big, it, man. I think that that's a good way to end, man. That's that's a good story, right? I mean, I think we come <laughs> back in the next week or so, and hopefully we'll say, yeah, we we uh, we. we we throwing shovels in the dirt in the in, in Bakersfield or something. With I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. What you got going I'll on? I'll be there, brother. Man, I dig. I help dig myself, brother. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be out there with with with, with a bag hoe yeah, and a couple of shovels. Yeah. I guess I got some young teenage kids, so I can put them to work too. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Uh, me got going on, man. Nothing, you know. High school football. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and enjoy my son's senior season. Obviously, and playing, uh, kind of getting a few games in and knock the rust off before he attends college. Shout out to Southwest Minnesota State. That's where he's going to be attending. Love it. So uh, I'm blessed to be able to do that situation. Guys, man, I've been kind of just kind of formulating uh, how I'm going to, again, tacking this new thing, uh, you know, bring some more attention to the masses for them to be able to understand what's going on. Instead of it being an in- expense, being more of an investment in our people, you know, mm-hmm. appearing in what I mean, my people as young, young men coming to your campus. I think, uh, they need to look at it as more of an investment from now on and not, a, you know, like I said, not an expense. I'm hoping companies to get involved and man, just keep myself down to the grind, man, to, to next year, talking, have my own all-star game back, back in full, full and all that other good stuff. I love it. That's, that's, that's the, How about that's the hustle right there. And I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, man. I'm, I'm feeling the hustle, feeling the thing. I, I just, uh, am real excited of what we're doing here of, uh, utilizing these platforms to push messages and push messages Again, besides talking just sports scores, but talking about the social impact. So we, we, we're having some of those awkward conversations that you typically don't have, 
uh, but but need to have yep. uh, to to raise awareness, to have those conversations, talk about legislation, talk about administration, talk about uh, financial aspects as well, uh, equality. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm focused on, man. I'm passionate about just making sure that we continue to grow this platform and 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 folks that are listening, watching, and and all that continue to share, continue to contribute, and give us ideas. Right, we, we're gonna come with uh, the latest and greatest for that week. Throw our own flavor around it, but uh, keep us keep us honest as well, man. Right? I mean, we we uh, we we live and thrive by by your contrib- contributions as well. But other than that, I'm probably gonna go hit the, hit the gym tonight. I haven't been in so long. I, I, I almost forgot where it is. <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm gonna go with my mask on and everything. But I, I, I or maybe I'll just get on my bike and, and ride around the block or something. I don't know. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm saying, man. I got I got I got <laughs> yeah, keep, keep, keep I got keep 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 them billies on up, man. But uh uh. But otherwise, man, just, you know, like I said, man, keep those 10 toes to the ground or six feet above. Yeah, man. We'll be I love it, brother. I appreciate you, man. Have a good rest of your week, and I will holler at you in a couple of days. Absolutely. Later, brother.